According to Pastor Craig Rochelle, culture is important. The potential of your organization rests on the strength of its people. In other words, what he defines as culture is, culture is what you create and what you allow into your organization. Welcome to the David Fraga Leadership Podcast, where we believe that as long as there's breath in your lungs, there is a race to run. Helping you decide what you want in life and show you how to lead and disciple. You can check us out at www.kingdominitiative.org. That is www.kingdominitiative.org. Subscribe and share. Also, check us out on YouTube at K-I Productions. Subscribe and share so you can stay up to date with some incredible content and stories we will be sharing. Once again, thank you for pressing play. Without further ado, let's dive into the nitty gritty. Welcome, guys, to the Dave Fraga Leadership Podcast. I'm super excited for you to joining me. If you're new, be sure to check out my other previous episodes. Subscribe, share, check me on Instagram at the underscore David Fraga, as well as check out www.kingdominitiative.org. That is www.kingdominitiative.org. So, without further ado, <laughs> I am going to be reading out of the context of Psalm. 46. I'm going to read Psalm 46. So here's the game plan right here. Stick with me, guys. Psalm 46. I'm going to read that. And if you want to join me there, awesome. And then I'm going to be flipping to Second uh, Chronicles 20. And then I'll be flipping for the last part of it, Second uh, Kings 19. So we're going to just flip through these. Otherwise, uh, I just want you guys to know I'm going to read through Psalm 46. And then I'm going to give you guys the spark notes, the cliff notes, if you will, of Second uh, Chronicles as well as Second and Kings 19. So amazing stories. But overall, I just want you guys to understand and realize that the overarching theme of Psalm 46 is just to recognize that our God, like our God is our refuge. He's a very present help, right? He's our mighty fortress. He is... Um, our triumphant faith, he is our confidence, right? And in him who we trust. So I just want you guys to understand that theme and how this was written. It says, you know, in the beginning of Psalm 46, uh, by the sons of Korah, right? So we'll go into a little bit more context there, but I want to be sure and give you guys a good understanding. But first, let's dive right in to Psalm 46. So we start in verse 1, and we're going to read all the way through, okay, guys? So here we go. Stick with me. Psalm 46. God is a refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the hearts of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress, Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. 
He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters, shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. So that's Psalm 46, and I'm going to end this episode with reading it again with that new, fresh perspective. So let's dive in right now. We're on 2 Chronicles 20. If you have your Bibles or anything like that, flip that way. But I want to dive there because I want to dive into that scripture, 2 Chronicles 20, because that is the context of where Psalm 46 comes from. What? Yeah. So stick with me here. This is during a long, long time ago, right, when... Uh, Jehoshaphat was alive. So if you're at Second Chronicles 20, you're going to go to the first verse, and it talks about how after this, the Moabites and the Ammonites, and with them, some of the Meunites, you know, all those ites, you know what I'm saying? Like it's I up in here, came against Jehoshaphat for battle. Okay, so other, in other words, uh, there's a lot of people coming up against the, you know, people of Israel and and of Judah, so uh, that, the, the people of Judah and Jerusalem, yeah, so it's a scary thing when there's many nations and many peoples coming up against you, and you are basically outnumbered, so that's that was the case here, now I'm going to go jump over to verse 17, and uh, the reason is because I kind of want to give you guys, you know, the spark notes so you guys can kind of have the overarching theme here of why this psalm 46 was written. Yes, yes, yes. So we go into 17. It says, you will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them and the Lord will be with you. So this is the, this next verse, verse 18, is one of the coolest verses. Then Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat, yeah, I'm trying to say that right, bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord and the Levites of the Kohothites and the Kerarhites, stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. And they arose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa, and when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Believe his prophets, and you will succeed. And when he had taken counsel with his people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire, as they went before the army and say, Give thanks to the Lord, for his steadfast love endures forever. So the coolest thing about this story is that if you continue reading on, the Lord delivers Judah. It's amazing. You know, the, the nation of Judah. And essentially what happens, I'm going to read this last part right here. And it says, when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah so that they were routed. For the men of Ammon and Moab rose against the inhabitants of Mount Seir devoting themselves to destruction when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Sarer, they helped to destroy one another. In other words, 
they just began to worship. They just began to sing praises as they were like, okay, God, I'm going to start running towards these enemy because I trust you. You know what I'm saying? But they started worshiping. And, and it's amazing because they started worshiping and praising God and saying, you know what, God, your steadfast love endures forever. And you are very present help in this hopeless time in our lives, right? So now we're going to flip over to 2 Kings. Now, one of the coolest parts about 2 Kings uh, versus, uh, chapter 19 is it's so amazing because even the band Shane and Shane wrote a, wrote a song with this context, right, of 2 Kings 19 using that as well as Psalm 46. So if you go to Spotify or iTunes and type in Shane and Shane, Psalm 46, you'll see what I mean, an amazing song where it's just oh, so refreshing and so exciting. One of the songs that truly, truly was a very present help in my time um, last year when I was going through a couple of struggles, right? So it's amazing. But all that being said, I'm going to read just a few key points of Second Kings 19. But I want to go back just one half chapter of Second Kings 18 just to give you guys a little bit of context. So Hezekiah you know, is reigning in Judah. He becomes king. And one of the coolest verses that, man, it spoke to me because I remember a long time ago, probably about a year and a half ago, um, I just was wondering, Lord, what is it that you exactly have for me in my life, right? And I opened my Bible, and I'm not usually one who tends to just like, okay, let's see where my Bible opens to, right? But I just felt so prompted to read Second Kings. And so I went to Second Kings, and then I kind of like, you know, went through some chapters, but I stopped right here in Second Kings 18. So just a quick break, guys, right here, halftime. Don't worry, we'll be coming back to the show real quick, but I want to give you guys a quick tip and a quick resource in order for you guys to continue growing, maybe look into some of this stuff. All that being said, here is the resource. So there is a book by one of my mentors called Becoming, yes, becoming, not Michelle Obama, no, 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 not that, becoming Clint Gresham, that is Clint Gresham, he played for the Seattle Seahawks, he was a deep, long snapper, so all that being said, that is an amazing book that talks a lot about identity, it also talks a lot about, you know, facing the storm and running and confronting those storms instead of running away, he talks a lot about the buffalo and cows kind of analogy. So buffalo are those who charge and go in, you know, towards a storm. Because of that, they are in a storm slash trial, you know, less because they're able to grow, they're able to confront it. Now a cow will run away from it, but because of that, they are in it longer. So all that being said, that is the book Becoming. You can also check out his stuff at www.clintgresham.com. That is Clint Gresham, G-R-E-S-H-A-M. Dot com in order to check out some of those resources. So an amazing guy, an amazing mentor. You're going to love his stuff. Check that out. All that being said, let's get right back to this podcast episode. Second uh, Kings 18, verse 5. It says, He trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel, so that there was none like him among all the kings of Judah after him, nor among those who were before him. For he held fast on the Lord, he did not depart from following him, but kept the commandments that the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord was with him wherever he went out and he prospered. So that's amazing because <clears throat> then you see later on next in the next chapter how uh, I think his name is called 
Sinner Carib or something like that. Uh, I tried to get the pronunciation off Google, but, you know, it kind of changed a little bit. So we'll go with Sinner Cherub. You know, that's what you'll see in the Bible. But it says he attacks Judah. And essentially, he sends a messenger. The messenger's name is Rab Shekeh. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. You know, really cool names in the Old Testament, right? Am I right? So all that being said, it goes from like, this is who Hezekiah is. He's like, man, I trust in the Lord. I, um, I have a relationship with the Lord, and I'm trusting in him. So anyways, all that being said, when the king of Assyria, so this is the nation of Assyria, they had taken so many cities of Judah. And when they came to Jerusalem, uh, the king of Assyria, Sennacherib, sent a messenger, like I was saying, Rab Shekeh, to them. And this is what he basically said. He was like, um, on what do you, t- do you test do you rest this trust of yours? Do you think that mere words are strategy and power for war? And whom do you now trust? And that's, and that's actually in verse 19 and 20 of 2 Kings 18 that I just read off. And then later on, dude, this dude, this messenger just keeps going on and on and on and speaking to the people of, uh, you know, Jerusalem, basically saying, like, you guys can't stand a chance. Like, you guys just need to surrender, let us in. You need to pay the price for rebelling against us kind of deal. Um, And so basically at the end of this rant, this messenger has, you know, from the king of Assyria, he says this part. And this part, like, you know, it makes me a little mad. I ain't going to lie. But this is what he says in verse 30. Do not let King Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord by saying the Lord will surely deliver us. And this city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah, for thus says the king of Assyria, Make your peace with me and come out to me. Then each of you will eat of his own vine, and each of you of his own fig tree, and each of you will drink the water of his own cistern. So uh, the last final part of what he says also is in verse thirty. And he says, has any of the gods of the nations ever delivered his land out of the hand of the king of Assyria? So basically he's saying, out of all the nations that the nation of Assyria, we are a powerhouse. We have an empire. We've been conquering nations. And they are saying that their gods are going to save them. And look, they didn't save them. You know what I'm saying? So what, basically what he's saying is like, what's so different about your God? Right? You're in time of need where he at kind of deal. Right? Um, so it's interesting because it says, as you continue reading, I hope you guys read Second Kings 18 because it's amazing, and 19. But all that being said, as you continue reading, it says that the king commanded the people not to respond. And if you go to verse 36, it says, but the people were silent and answered him not a word, for the king's command was to not answer him. So it's amazing because then when you transition to chapter 19, it literally says that Isaiah... The prophet Isaiah reassures King Hezekiah. And he got a prophetic word. Like he not just a prophetic word, but he got a word from the Lord. And if you go to verse six, it says, Isaiah said to them, verse six of chapter 19, Isaiah said to them, to, their, to your master, Thus says the Lord, do not be afraid because of the words that you have heard, which the servants of the king of Assyria have reviled me. Behold, I will put a spirit in him, so that he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land. And I will make him fall by the sword in his own land. So all that being said, the messenger goes back. 
the next day, you know, the Syrian army is planning on attacking, sieging Judah kind of deal. Um, and that very night, Hezekiah was just praying. He literally was just praying all out. And, it, when, you know, an amazing thing is while he's praying, it says there's a section where it says Isaiah prophesies of Sennacherib's fall. Sennacherib is the king of Assyria. So basically the king that's attacking Judah, right? And it's amazing because he literally prophesies exactly what the Lord was saying and then some. He prophesies that the nation is going to fall apart. He prophesies that um, the nation is not going to be able to attack them, not be able to overcome Judah. And he says, therefore, in verse 32 of 19, therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into this city or shoot an arrow there or come before it with a shield or cast up a siege mound against it. By the way that he came, by the same he shall return, and he shall not come into the city, declares the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for the sake of my servant, David. Amazing. Okay, so this last uh, two, no, three verses right here, 35 through 37, is just incredible. Okay, guys, incredible. So keep up with me here. So all that being said, so verse 35 says, And that night the angel of the Lord went out and struck down 185,000. 185,000, guys, in the camp of the Assyrians. And when people arose early in the morning, behold, these were all dead bodies. Then Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went home and lived at Nineveh. And as he was worshiping in the house of Nisroch, his god, Adrimelech and Sherezer, his son, struck him down with the sword, escaped into the land of Everat, and Esarhaddon, his son, reigned in his place. So that's so cool, guys, because all this being said, all this being read, that we have seen that Psalm 46 is a song after the battle after the war after the tough times after those times of trials right that there was a prophecy of the assurance that the battle has been won and that is what we have the victory we have the victory in Jesus Christ right and that's such a cool thing because we have been clothed in righteousness by Jesus Christ's blood right and that is so amazing because we fight from a victory not for one we don't earn that like we fight from the victory that is already won, the battle that is already won. So now I'm going to read Psalm 46 one last time to just give you guys that perspective, to give you guys that one last kind of view of it all. So going back to Psalm 46, I'm going to read it one more time. It says, Psalm 46, 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved, into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, Selah. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy, inhabit, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress, Selah. Come behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. 
He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. All that being said, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope this is something that is of value. And go back and check out those references. you got Second Chronicles 20. You also have Second Kings 18 and 19. And you have, of course, Psalm 46. So check that out. Share it. Subscribe. And I want you guys to understand that this is where my heart is at. My heart is to help give you guys you know, some valuable content. So if you guys have any questions or any kind of comments, please DM me at the underscore David Fraga, or you can email me, guys, at unifiedki at gmail.com. That is unifiedki at gmail.com. So I'd love to hear from you guys because I love just hearing y'all's encouragement or any kind of comments or questions, and I'd just love to be able to answer some of those questions that you have. So subscribe, share, looking forward to the next episode, but I hope you guys got some amazing things. And remember, guys, as long as there's breath in your lungs, there's a race to run. So keep running that race. Keep seeking first the kingdom, Matthew 6.33, right? All that being said, peace out. Thanks so much, guys, for listening to this episode at the David Fraga Leadership Podcast, where we believe that as long as there's breath in your lungs, there is a race to run, helping you decide what you want in life and show you how to lead and disciple. Be sure to connect with us if you have any questions or thoughts at www.kingdominitiative.org. That is www.kingdominitiative.org. Be sure to subscribe and share. Once again, thank you so much. And until next time, guys, God bless.